0: today. The
1: first Noel the angel did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night. them far, and to the earth it gave great light, and so it continued. Drew nigh to the northwest, or Bethlehem, it took its rest, and there it did both stop and stay right over the plain. of Israel, then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord that hath made heaven and earth of naught. thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder. The gospel is peace, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth, Lord, the one who spoke all of creation into existence, wrapped yourself in humankind, and you came down among us. You gave us hope. You gave us life. You conquered death. You conquered the grave. And you're coming again. Would we praise you this morning and every day. May we remember you, remember what you've done for us, and live a life that honors you, that glorifies you, that declares you as king lord over all things in jesus name
0: amen amen you may be seated (sighs) all right guys at this time offering is going to be coming around whoever wants to take care of that i'm just going to go ahead and pass that off to somebody else because i can't do it two we're going to have the children step forward please if you wouldn't mind hello you're already here hello sir he's like nope don't care about you go to dad (laughs) Hi, kids. How are we all doing? having a good day? I can't imagine why. Come on now. All right. Let's take a moment. We're going to pray for you guys, and you guys are going to go up and celebrate Jesus too, okay? Jesus, I thank you for these kids. Father, I praise you for the fact that as you came as a child, they are children, and as you grew in wisdom and stature, they will grow in wisdom and stature. Lord God, be with them today. May they hear of you, celebrate you, know of you, and, Lord, may they remember you. Father, thank you for loving these kids. May you demonstrate your love for them today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a good day. Do you see Anna just hanging out with her arm around? Him? I'm like, hey, what's going on, buddy? It's my girl, are there? Yes, ma'am. Sure, please do. I'm going to bring
2: Holly up to give an announcement. Boom. Hi, guys. Just a quick thank you. Um, for everything that you guys uh, purchased for the giveaway for our family for Christmas, I just wish that you guys could have been there. Um, we had so much stuff. Like, Mom had to take a bunch, and then Dad had to come at pick up and grab the rest. We had two huge boxes of clothes and jammies and toys. We had a huge bag for big sister to kind of uh, balance out the awesome bike that we were able to give the preschool uh, boy. So um, they both got winter coats. Dad got clothes. I put together a bag for Mom. Um, Somebody gave us a gift card for Walmart. I was overwhelmed and um, I'm going to cry. They were so grateful. And I got all the hugs. I feel so bad. Everybody gave, and I got all the love and all the hugs. So I just want to let you guys know um, just I am – So honored to be a part of City Church. And uh, for all of you guys who serve, it's an honor to serve with you. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. No, no, thank you. Uh, So Christmas, right? Right? Right. Thank you. The end. All right, have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. We know these words from the book of John. We remember them and hear them. Here's the next fun part. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Today we celebrate this. The Word of God, the uh, ageless, endless, supreme, and perfect deity, becoming flesh and dwelling among us. We're not celebrating a myth. We're not celebrating a legend. We're celebrating a man who lived and breathed and worked and sweated, who had good days and bad, who had a family, and all of the wonderfulness that comes along with it, in case you all are wondering. His family had the same issues ours do. They were people. He lived perfectly. He taught perfectly. He loved perfectly. And he even died perfectly. He offered up his own life perfectly. He showed God's glory perfectly. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father and is full of grace and truth. We celebrate Christ today his grace, his truth, his glory. Amen? As we remember him today, there's some things we should probably remember about him. We know this. We know that there was this time that came before Christ's incarnation. Whenever creation had occurred, duh, people existed. Whenever the Old Testament was ongoing, whenever the world was moving in and out of itself, whenever it was dealing with the effects of the fallen nature of the world, whenever people were trying to find ways to come to terms with their brokenness and sinfulness, and whenever God offered up his law, right, as a way for people to have relation with him. But that law could not perfectly resolve people to God, because the law in and of itself honestly points out our own inglory, our own ability to glorify him. And that which could offer us relationship with God became a wedge between us and him because we couldn't fulfill it perfectly. We also know this. God himself is perfect, is full of knowledge. He knows all things, and nothing is done without his purposes in it. And what that means is this. All of the crap that had gone on in creation before it, all of Everything from the time he made the earth itself, from the time we fell, from the time whenever he reached out to Abraham, from the time whenever he gave his law to Moses, from the time whenever he uh, taught David what it means to be a person after his own heart, from the time he gave his prophets to teach his people what he was doing, from the time, immemorable everything was pointing to this one moment. The pinnacle of creation was about to come into place. And it says, when the fullness of time had come, when everything reached its apex, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Christ in his incarnation gives us that which the law could never perfectly give, gives us that which we could never earn on our own. gives us the right to be sons and daughters of God. Heirs according to Abraham's promise. We are his. We are his. Why can he do this? Well, it's really simple. Because of who Christ is. In this it says, Christ is the image of the invisible God. If we're trying to find out what God looks like, if we want to know who God is and what he does, if we're trying to figure out how God would act in a certain situation, it's very hard to do because God is far bigger than us than we can ever understand, far greater than we can ever imagine, and duh, we don't get to see him, right? The Father. We don't get to, hey, look, he's over there. I know exactly what he would do if someone at a 7-Eleven tried to stick him up because he's hanging out there all the time. The Father is difficult to get our heads around. But if you want to know what God looks like, if you want to know what the Father looks like, you can look to the Son. You can trust in Him because He is the perfect image of God. He is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all of creation, meaning He is the one who has full authority over it. He is the one who uh, basically owns it all. By being the firstborn, He is God's primary heir. And He is the one who gains authority over everything that God owns. What all does the Father own? literally everything he is before all things and in him all things hold together and so this God that we love, this Christ that we celebrate today is the one who by his very nature and by his will chooses to sustain us and hold us together and keep the world in place if he chose not to, we would not exist he is sustaining you moment by moment and daily Every day. And he sustains you today. Please note, whenever you are getting into whatever crazy political discussion or crazy uh, argument you have with your family over whatever, ours is whether or not HBO having the Sesame Street people is better or worse for it. (laughs) Please note, that's not at all going to happen in our family. I just tried to pick out something ridiculous. No one cares about that. But whatever happens, Christ is sustaining you in that moment too. And he is holding you together. Sometimes, perhaps, even when you don't want him to. right? No, please, just let existence end right now. I want this day to end. He's holding you together. He's sustaining you. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Whenever we gather as a local portion of his church... And whenever the church at large celebrates him, which pretty much all sects of Christianity are celebrating Christ in his incarnation, either today or tomorrow. As we celebrate him as the universal church, we need to remember that he is our head. He is the one that matters in the church, right? I don't matter. You don't follow city church. You don't follow our brand of Evangelicism, or whatever we are. You don't follow me as our pastor. You don't follow the elders as the elders. You follow Christ. He is the head. This is what we all together are striving to do. To recognize who he is and to hand over to him his authority. He has it. We're just trying to recognize it and pass it on to him, right? He is the firstborn from among the dead. Guys, in his resurrection... He did something that no one else had ever accomplished, right? Because, yes, in the Old Testament, we see a couple stories of people either never dying or people beating or destroying or, or beat, uh, being resurrected, or uh, that's the wrong word. What word am I looking for here? Re- re- nope, wrong one. No, no. I got nothing here. Resurrected's the wrong word. Brought back to life. Just how about that one? Arden, t- Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Is <laughs> resurrected? No? What? Yeah, no? Help me, help me. <laughs> Come on, all of this time I can't believe you couldn't see Jake No? No? Okay ah. Please forgive me For the time that I became A follower of Christ It was a time full of evanescences and creeds And they are born within me Okay <laughs> I just see myself Losing the audience completely Right now You guys are gone, I'm sorry All right, coming back into it. He's the firstborn from among the dead. Whenever other people had been brought back to life before in the Old Testament, it was always done by the Father working through someone like a prophet, right? Uh, But Christ didn't just come back to life. He fully resurrected. Lazarus was brought back to life by Christ. But Lazarus died again. Jesus did not. And his second life, his new life, his reborn life, his resurrected life was the first of what will be many if you're his follower you'll follow in his footsteps at some point when he returns we're going to be resurrected too and as he has a resurrected body we will have resurrected bodies and as he lives forever we will live forever and as he demonstrates God's glory perfectly guess what guys at that point finally we will demonstrate God's glory perfectly not because of who we are and what we can do but because of who he is and what he has done right he is perfect and he is good. And he did all this so that in all things he might have supremacy. This was so that he could reign as he is called to reign. Guys, whenever we pray, may your kingdom come, that is what he was doing with his life and with his death and with his resurrection. He was making it possible for his kingdom to come, for his reign to occur, and for him to have supremacy over the world. This is who we celebrate today our God who loves us, who lived so that we could have life, who died so that we could defeat death, who invaded the world at the perfect time and the perfect place so that he could break the bonds of sin and death for all time, and who deserves all of the glory and honor and majesty in the world. So as you go out today, as you carry out to your families, to your friends, or as you go to stores, whatever you plan on doing today, in the next couple days, sitting at home in your sweatpants, which is hopefully part of my my goal for some of the next coming days, whatever you do, praise him in it, and remember him in it, and do me a favor next week, whenever it's not Christmas, do the same thing, and five months from now, whenever it's actually warm outside again do the same thing. Remember him in all you do. And celebrate him in all you do. Amen? Let's celebrate him a little bit more right now. We're going to celebrate his life and his death in communion. So I'm going to invite Zach up to give the Advent message. And it appears Mike is preparing. So I'll bring that up whenever it's ready.
3: Chris said it was going to be short. You just- Good morning, everyone. Um, So for a communion message this morning, we're going to go through the reading of the fourth Sunday of Advent. And for anybody that um, either forgot or is just now joining us for Advent, Advent is a time of expectancy, both in terms of the expectation of Christ, the coming Messiah, to save the world, to redeem us, um, and also our hope in the second coming of Christ and his promise to return and to um, usher us into the uh, the new life, the new world that is yet to come. <clears throat> so, the uh, looking at the candles of the Advent, we uh, the first Sunday of Advent we talked about hope, then there was faith, and then there was joy, and the, on the fourth Sunday, the the candle represents peace. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, January tends to steal my hope, faith, joy, and peace. <laughs> Whether it's the fact that, you know, over the last, you know, five, six weeks, there's been a bit of a lull at work, and now it's, like, crazy busy again, or the coldest month of the year, and the snow, or the fact that, you know, my next vacation day is the end of March, but January seems to be, like, an anticlimactic, you know, following of the Christmas season, but um, Chris mentioned, I, was, I really uh, thought that was um, significant that Chris mentioned, during the announcements that this is a time that we celebrate Christ and his coming, you know, not just not just now during this season, but this is something that should be, you know, part of our, our celebration of Christ and our life, our relationship with him, you know, all year round. So I'm going to read uh, the fourth um, reading of Advent this morning. And we're going to read from 2 Samuel, Romans, and Luke. 2 Samuel reads... When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, go do whatever you have in mind for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. And I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. In Romans it says, Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, According to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ be glory forever and ever. Amen. And from Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her he said, "Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you." But she was greatly troubled at what she at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary; for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever." And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. So the, four, the fourth candle of Advent represents peace. and um, I, uh, I wanted to draw on what um, Ken said about peace when uh, he was speaking on the fruits of the Spirit. Um, but that peace, um, more than anything, that peace represents our reconciliation with God. Right, God's wrath was upon the world because of sin, but Christ came to restore that peace with God, so that we could have a relationship with him and um, I love how the the candles like the different the hope faith joy, peace like almost all of those are also fruits of the spirit, which I thought it was appropriate since we just went through that but um, the the angel told Mary that she was going to be she was going to conceive of this son through the power of the Holy Spirit, and this Son, this Messiah, this Jesus would bring these things to the world. And when Jesus left this world after accomplishing his his mission, his calling here on earth, he said, I have to go because I have to send. In order, in order for me to send the Holy Spirit, I have to go. And he said, You will do because I am going to send the Holy Spirit, you will do greater things than me on this earth. Now, if I had been staying there when Jesus said that, I would have been like, Shh, get a load of this guy. Greater things than Jesus, like after seeing everything he did on earth, like yeah right, but he did, he promised that through the Holy Spirit that we would bring the same fruits to this world that He did through the conception of the Holy Spirit, and that that same Holy Spirit conceives those things in us, so as you uh, as we consider what Christ came here to do and as we celebrate um during this time of year um that uh, that he came and uh, that God sent his only Son for us. Um, consider the peace that you have with him and the peace that he's given you to, to share with others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, though uh, you most likely weren't born in December, um, it, it uh, taking this time during this time of year to celebrate is no less meaningful um, to just recognize the amazing gift that we've been given. Lord, I pray that um, throughout the days, weeks, months to follow, that we would um, constantly remember that, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, as, as he is working in us, would be a reminder of um, the gifts you have given us in Jesus Christ, Lord. Pray that as we partake this morning, um, Lord, that you would uh, just bring us peace, that supernatural peace that is unattainable, unattainable except by the fruit that you provide. Your Holy Spirit. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Would you stand with me and close in one more song together? you we celebrate you or may we just share you with the world around us with everyone we encounter this season and always we love you god we celebrate you thank you lord in jesus name
0: amen as you go go forth into the world proclaim him demonstrate him show your love of him and show-